0: welcome to the connect with county leaders podcast a monthly opportunity to meet and connect with fairfax county leaders to learn about the latest county news and information and hear more on specific fairfax county programs and services now here's your host jim person with this month's guest
1: well hello and welcome to connect with county leaders on today's show we're joined again by fairfax county executive brian hill And we're going to chat about, yes, the ongoing coronavirus and progress since Mr. Hill's last appearance here last month. Plus, we're also going to uh, have a few minutes to talk about the upcoming elections. Mr. Hill, welcome back again to Connect with County Leaders.
2: Hey, Jim, thank you for having me. Hope all is well with you and your family.
1: Absolutely doing well and with you and yours as well. And, uh, Seems like, uh, you know, same day, a different day, same story or whatever that phrase is, coronavirus. uh, It's going to be with us, as you have
2: have said, for a long time. Yeah, it's unfortunate. However, you know, we're getting every day we're getting closer to a medical fix. You know, I have to uh, say thank you and kudos to our public health officials. Uh, Many of them have been saying the same thing since March. Um I guess it's starting to resonate around the country now, but you know phase two or or the second wave of uh of the virus is forthcoming um I've taken my flu shot. Have you done yours, Jim? I have it scheduled next week. Good for you, and I you know continuously wash your hands socially distance, wear your face covering you know i I am not Superman, so I'm gonna follow all the guidance that the c d c gives me as right. i uh ensure that my 84 year old mother does not catch what I have. Right, right. Well, I
1: think what's um, maybe starting to kind of enter people's minds and, and start to get them even more worried, it was late in the winter of last year when we started first hearing about this and now we're, we're, we're getting ready to head back into winter again, the colder weather, the flu season, as you mentioned, and without a vaccine or a cure in place yet. Um, You know, does that ramp up the anxiety level? Are you hearing?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Jim. And, you know, many of our individuals and our residents and our folks in the country need to recognize that uh, the coronavirus is absolutely here. Uh, We do not have a vaccine for it. So it's going to come back and rear its ugly head again as phase two continues or wave two, as, as they say. Our public health officials have been talking about Corona since March. And mm-hmm. they've saw what happened in China and Wuhan, China, as it came across uh, the ocean into the United States of America. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, we've had a lot of deaths. Um, so this is something that's very serious. But what's interesting about uh, Corona in Fairfax County, we have had 82 percent of our deaths that are 65 years and older um, between wow. the ages of 50 and 64, we've had 79 deaths, and 18 to 49, we've had 28 deaths for a total of 613 deaths. What's interesting is that we do not have a death on record between the ages of 0 to 17. So this is a very debilitating type of disease, or I shouldn't say a disease, but uh, uh, area of infection. And Mm -hmm. we need to be very careful. Uh, As we advance in age, Jim, you and I, uh, we need to be... Uh, sure that we wrap up, wash our hands, put our masks on. And, you know, I'm a get in and get out person at the supermarket. Now, I go go to the supermarket and I'm in and out of there in 20 minutes or less. Right. Is is the
1: second wave, is the continuation of this uh, pandemic, is it causing any changes in attitude, changes in thinking, anything that Fairfax County is doing or looking at as we, you know, again, prepare for this, you know, perhaps second wave? Is there any new things that the Fairfax County government is doing or continuing to do as this lingers on?
2: I don't believe there's anything new we're doing. Um, I think we're going to be enhancing the things we are currently doing, you know, having additional um, cleaning of areas, um, continuously stating Please wear your face mask, uh, face guard, face covering. Um, If you can't social distance and stay apart from six feet in meetings, keep your face covering on. Be conscious of somebody else, not you. Be conscious of your coworker. Um, We've done a very good job of that. And I I just have to say that our team has done a very uh, good job of advancing and moving forward. It's not easy Mm. to do this because it's a change in habit. But this changing habit it also allows us to continuously provide the residents uh, the service that they they deserve um, right. but we need to do that in a safe and proactive fashion. you know as I always say, family first, if you're sick, please stay home, but get yourself checked out and, right. and you know i i I'm going around talking to a lot of the um um employees who who have not had the opportunity to take a pandemic leave. I'm one of them. But we're, we're pretty much, we're just trying to make sure that everybody stays healthy with the uh, additional PPE and uh, support from their directors or and their, their, their department heads. We're, we're just making sure that we have ample supplies to ensure our individuals that work on the front lines are taken care of. Right. You mentioned,
1: uh, <clears throat> you know, going around uh, and talking with employees. And, you know, this time of year is is busy for the government, not only because of elections, which we'll get to shortly, but uh, you know the paying of personal property taxes, all those types of things that uh, people are going to governmental buildings. Uh, I think some of the uh, rec centers uh, are opening up or, or, or just opened up in support of a, uh, a program uh, for the school children. Is there anything um, different uh, that's being done with as these new facilities are opening, or are there, or are there more facilities that will be open soon, or, or are we have we seen what's going to open?
2: If, if does that make sense? Yes, sir. And and, and again, you know, I, I like to try things out, make sure that we have all our protocols in place before we just drop everything open. Um, unfortunately, um, our f- federal government at times, doesn't understand that we need to do things in small doses before we move forward. Um, when you talk about our facilities, we have the Bailey's Community Center, Gum Springs, Huntington, James Lee, Mott Community Center, David R. Penn Community Center, Providence, County, sorry, Providence Community Center, Southgate, and Wilson Multicultural Center. We're going to be opening them up as of um, the month of October, October 13th. So they'll be open when people hear this podcast. What we're doing is we're following following all CDC safety protocols. Uh, these include temperature checks, health screenings upon ref, uh, upon re- arrival, frequent cleaning of high-touch areas, and a requirement to wear masks or face coverings. Individuals must maintain six feet of social distance from all others at all time or 10 feet for fitness activities. We are, once again, putting protocols in place per CDC, and we run these through the through our public health officials to say okay if we do this can we do this and if we cannot do this what tweaks do we have to make to ensure that we can move forward in a safe in a safe fashion all we're trying to do is give our individuals and our employees our residents an opportunity to become somewhat normal because we're never going to be totally normal and these are the things that we have put in place to ensure that we can still enjoy our community centers uh, and, but it's a slow process i mean these centers have been closed for quite some time uh, mm-hmm. but it's not in a good it's not in our best interest to just open it wide open and say do whatever you want um as you can see there's many states that are having spikes right now and the the commonwealth of virginia is still in low to moderate right is there any kind of planning assumptions that that you and the
1: other county government leaders are looking at, like uh, it it won't it probably won't be until 2021 when we open the majority, or we're looking at this, or what what's kind of the criteria that you're looking at for reopening of facilities?
2: Well, you know, I, I think that the key criteria, Jim, is a vaccine, um, something that you can take to ensure that that COVID does not uh, hinder your your way of life. Uh, right. As of right now. Um, we go day by day. We change hour by hour. Um, that's what I love about the Fairfax County government employee. Uh, we're becoming spryer. We're becoming more motivated to make changes, and we pivot quickly. Cannot The residents should not be unhappy with our our ability to change, and change is where we have to do. This, this COVID has forced us to change, and I've always said, I like to be ahead of the change because then we're in charge of the change. Right now, COVID is changing us. And it's some of it's for the better. But again, it's been a little bit difficult to change so quickly. But you know, those are the things we have to do. As government employees, as leaders, we have to change quickly during COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. Mentioned a lot of stuff is going on now in the fourth quarter. I want to Talk about you know Q four for
2: businesses. Oh, I thought that you were going to, to talk with... about basketball <laughs> when you said fourth quarter or football. I mean, I was really trying to get us on sports talk, but I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I, digress. Have ta- I digress. If we
1: have time, we'll get there. <laughs> but uh, you know, Q four a lot of folks think about economics. But before <laughs> we get to that uh, and elections, which is also happening in the in the fourth quarter of the year, uh, a uh, unofficial um, uh, holiday, if you will, is Halloween. Uh, a lot of folks uh, may think Fairfax County can, uh, I don't know, like cancel trick-or-treating or those type of things. Fairfax County can't cancel trick-or-treating. So is there any kind of advice uh, Fairfax County government is is offering to parents or, or kids for the, for the Halloween this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, it's pretty simple. If you're going to do trick-or-treating, um, if you're Uh, The folks that are putting candy out, put them out in the dish, you know, obviously don't open the doors so we don't congregate. But, you know, to keep the number of new COVID cases low, um, we must all do our part uh, to stop the spread. Uh, This includes finding new and socially distant ways to celebrate an upcoming Halloween holidays. Um, I think we have some rec centers and um, parks that are doing drive-through Halloween events um, and, again, in, in, in communities We just have to be smart. Um, Family, keep the family bubble going. Don't break the the bubble. And know um, when you get close to folks, put your face covering up and please go about your business as quickly as possible. It's difficult for kids to understand that, you know, I want to see my friends. right. Um, And it's unfortunate that we're here. But once we have a vaccine, I think we'll be uh, back to normal. Right. I hope we'll be back to normal, I should say. I'm hopeful. At least... at least closer to normal.
1: <laughs> uh I've I've mentioned it a couple of times, you know, fourth quarter a lot of businesses, you know, make their business, you know, the fourth quarter is the time where they, you know, make their money for the for the whole year. But I want to ask the question from a different perspective. How is the economics of the coronavirus affecting Fairfax County government?
2: <laughs> well, you know, we're uh we're 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 a Dillon Rule state, so all of our finances goes to Richmond, and we're always two months behind in understanding <laughs> where we are um, for that month. So here we are in the month of October. Um, we would just be getting in August numbers. So there you are. So if that's August numbers, and that means we have July and we have August. Uh, fortunately for us, sales tax looks pretty good. Residential is booming. It seems as though many of the uh, home buyers here don't have that opportunity, and, and house pricing is going up in Fairfax County. But again, I go back to our residential. You know, Providence District is about 49% commercial. We were thinking it was going to be uh, one of the few districts in the United States that was 50 50 or better, but um, COVID hit. So, do we really have uh, the opportunity to? build on the growth in Providence in the commercial side now that we have COVID. So we're doing things a little bit differently. Um, We're very fortunate that uh, Microsoft came into Reston Town Center area. Uh, A lot of space they gobbled up. Uh, Freddie May and Fannie Mac and Booz Allen are, are, are expanding, but it's a different looking footprint going forward. So it's going to be interesting to see where we are um as we continue to move through fiscal twenty one but I, I don't see uh fiscal twenty two looking um as bright and as rosy as many people may want it to look so i'm 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 putting caution on twenty two as we get the numbers in for twenty one right
1: anything going on right now or that you anticipate going on that uh would impact future budgets or, you know, things that you're going to be proposing or taking a look at?
2: Well, you know, um, unfortunately, Jim, you weren't um, elected as a board of supervisors. So I can't tell you that right now. I have to tell them first, and then I can come on the podcast and tell you. But if I tell you before I tell them, then you might have a new county executive. You do realize gotcha. that, right, Jim? Gotcha. Okay. Well, okay. you know, doesn't
1: hurt to ask. Well, I hear you. You always slip in those
2: zingers on me, and I, you know, sometimes I answer the question and say, "Oh boy," and you know, we don't, we don't ever edit these things, so I, I right. I'm very careful in what I say to you, Jim, because you, you get, you keep me in trouble. Well, you, you keep me on my toes, sir. <laughs> you,
1: you, uh, we want to make sure we talk about uh, this uh, supporting the Return to School program, this SRS program, and you mentioned the uh, additional rec centers of. Uh, opened up to be assisting with that program. What, what exactly is this SRS program and, and how is it working for the county?
2: Well, I have to say uh, kudos to Chris Leonard and Anne-Marie Tui and Anne Goldstein and all of the uh, supporting the return to schools, um, individuals and employees that helped us. We had 37 uh, Title I schools in the county or 37 schools in the county. Uh, we ended up with about 1,600 children uh, that went into that went into a bubble. Same teachers, same kids, every day, five days a week, and we tried to give them an opportunity to do the virtual learning while their parents were at work. Um, we did a really good job with that. Um, we still going strong as the schools try to understand how they're going to reopen schools, albeit virtual two days. On two days off or four days, we don't quite know the, the way that the schools are going to come back at some juncture. I've been in conversation with the superintendent about um, phasing in kids through the year, um, but we haven't really got the phasing plan on board yet. So again, uh, the SRS program was the county's effort to ensure that we can get find kids who needed that additional support whose parents were at work, and we brought them into 37 schools. So kudos to the schools and Jeff Plattenberg um, for allowing us to get to those 37 schools and Marty Smith. But we worked hand in hand with the schools to ensure that we had those facilities for those for those children. Um, Again, 14 to 1600 children doing five days on uh, not two days on, two days off, but five days of uh, of school, virtual school, um, in, in the school facilities. Obviously, things will change as the schools bring teachers back to the facility to do online instruction. And our job, again, is to pivot. If it's two on and two off, we're going to have to figure out ways to help support those children that are now not in school three days a week, but are in school two days a week. And we're going to work with the school district to ensure that we can go th- forward with a plan to ensure that the families can continue to work. And that's the key, keeping folks employed and keep folks working is is, is our goal, and that's the goal of Chairman uh, Chairman Jeff McKay as well as all the board members um, here in Fairfax County. All right. You know, innovative is not a
1: word that's often used with, you know, government. Do you feel like Fairfax County is is innovative in this coronavirus pandemic and looking at things that can be done with the resources that are currently at hand to be able to
2: offer solutions? Oh, absolutely. Our Department of Economic Initiatives, led by uh, Rebecca Mowdry uh, with the RISE grant, has been very innovative. We went out ahead of the curve, uh, helping support our businesses in our county. We have 41,000 businesses in this county. Uh, many of them are small business. Uh, we want to keep the lifeblood of those small businesses going because they support the residents that we have. People are all over the country are now asking me for our CARES Act memos that have been written by uh, Christina Jackson and in, in, in DMB, uh, Department of Management and Budget. How did you guys do that? And obviously what we're trying to do is keep as many people going and employed So we continue to ride our economy and make sure that we're able to provide the services to all. Absolutely proud of how we've gone through this so far. Uh, There's a lot more to do. There's a lot more to learn. But, you know, with our public health officials as well as our finance team, as well as our economic uh, team, our economic initiatives team, as well as our economic development authority with Victor Hoskins, we have been working hand in hand, trying to figure out new ways to bring product into Fairfax County and uplifting our our small business as well as our big businesses. Right.
1: We talked about the business community. You just mentioned it there. We talked about schools uh, a little bit. Um, you know, families. Lots of different communities, if you will, have been impacted. Um, some would say, uh, probably rightfully so, that a disproportionate impact for this coronavirus pandemic has been on the Spanish-speaking community in Fairfax County. Um, are there certain things that Fairfax County is doing to to help with that
2: community in this challenging issue? Well, you know, it's interesting. We just uh, started to uh, put a lot more uh, information out there on Twitter in Spanish. We were hiring an individual to work in the PIO's office that will work specifically on messaging uh, Spanish. I have been working with uh, multiple organizations of the Latino X or Latino population. Um, uh, Cindy Benavidez and LULAC and I have had numerous conversations, and I'm willing and open to speak with anyone who feels as though that we need to do more in certain communities. I believe our team has done a significant outreach to these communities. I think public health has done significant outreaches to these communities. I think the Board of Supervisors has done a significant outreach to their communities. It's all about us outreaching, outreaching to each and every one of our residents. And we've done a pretty good job. Um, there's more work we can do. You know, I want to concentrate a little bit more on the Route One corridor um, up in the Herndon area, uh, areas in Providence, and uh, believe it or not, uh, we can do this. Uh, we have a lot of contact tracers on on the ground right now. Um, public health has led the way, and we do. We find out when we have a community spread. You know, I was talking to uh, the president George Mason, Doctor Gregory Washington, who's new to the area. They have the lowest positivity rate of an institution, a public institution in Commonwealth of Virginia. And the reason why I say that is he put a plan in place. We worked well together in the beginning. He's the largest institution in the Commonwealth of Virginia with over 35,000 students, and he's got the lowest positivity rate. So just working with our local officials and leaders and understanding how we should move forward has been an absolute boon for us. And, and, you know, thank God we have great leadership here in this county. Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, the
1: Spanish Twitter and Facebook at Fairfax County ES, also uh, uh, Spanish language uh, texting uh, for coronavirus pandemic updates. Just uh, text the letters FFX COVID ESP to 888 to get signed up for those, uh, those text alerts. Before we move on to elections, anything else about the coronavirus uh,
2: that we need to know or I should have asked you? I wish it would end. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know if there's anything else we can say publicly that people need to know. Um, Take care of your families. uh, Ensure that you wash your hands. Social distance. I mean, it's the same thing until we have a new script. Um, But we've been doing a very good job here in Fairfax County. Our positivity rate is very low compared to the rest of the state. And I think that is uh, kudos to our residents and uh, maybe our messaging as well as our public health officials right all right let's transition to
1: another one of those things that i mentioned at the top of the show that's uh, a big event in the fourth quarter that's the uh, november elections this year uh, a huge election in the year 2020 uh, tuesday november 3rd um three ways to vote a great article on uh, fairfax county's news center at fairfaxcounty.gov slash news with with more of those details. What are your thoughts about where we're at right now, mid-October, we're before the election, your thoughts about the election coronavirus pandemic that's going on with with the November 3rd elections?
2: (laughs) What are my thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember speaking with Kate Hanley and she said, Brian's 33 model, uh, 33 in person, 33 mail-in and 33% will come on election day. And I am gonna challenge Kate to give me those numbers because at the government center, we have been inundated with long lines. Uh, Today, uh, which is the 14th of October, um, those lines are the shortest I've seen because we've opened up or have the ability to open up 14 other locations. Uh, Unfortunately for myself and Mike Lieberman, we've been uh, the brunt of many jokes about the elections. I believe there was an article on the in The New York Times. You couldn't see our face, but uh Michael and I were front center in the New York Times when we had a rally here. Um, people stated that they blocked access to voting um, Unfortunately, that's not quite what happened. however, uh, there was some disagreement of where they could go, uh and we dealt with that. Um, I met a couple very nice people. I walked them to their cars because they were uh, a little scared when they came out of the voting um, area because they didn't know what was going on. And then two weeks later, um, that same picture with the flag removed from our face was down in the Daily Press down in the Hampton Roads area. So obviously, Michael and I got a lot of airtime, And I had multiple people calling me saying, I can't believe you've left uh, the Hampton Roads area and you're on the front page of the Daily Press uh, with a picture and the rallying cry. So what I'm going to say to everybody about uh, the elections is when you see uh, 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 a group of individuals and a camera move out of the way so you don't get clipped with a picture. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, um, and you saw Michael's but, legs, right?
1: Well, I, I don't want to go there. OK, good. All right. <laughs> um. That does beg the question, though, people are supposed to wear masks and social distance, but yet there's long lines trying to get into the
2: government center to vote.
1: Um, How how does that, how does that jive? How does that work together?
2: Well, we have socially distancing throughout. Um, um, Michael Lieberman and team um, has worked it out where we have six foot social distancing, families stay together. Uh, we wrapped it around the government center uh, lines, socially distanced yet again. And we also provided water tables to ensure that when it was a warm day, that if folks were in line, they had the ability to have some water while they, while they waited. We also have curbside voting. Anybody over the, six, everybody over the age of 65 can pull up to the curb, call the number, person comes out, they do their ballot. They go, they take their ballot, they drive off, the next person comes in, and we have drop-off boxes that are marked red drop-off boxes at our government centers. So we, uh-huh. we have tried our best to make it as easy and painstaking as possible. But, you know, there's always a hiccup here and there. Rain does not do well with voting, but we've had such gorgeous weather. It's, it's been pretty well, pretty well maintained. Right. But, again, um, you can vote early. You can vote by mail. You can vote in person. The question is, we need you to vote. That is the single most important thing that the United States Constitution gives every American uh, citizen is the ability to vote.
1: Right. Well, of course, you can get more uh, details on the elections and uh, specific deadlines, uh, voting locations, et cetera. FairfaxCounty.gov slash elections. fairfaxcounty.gov slash elections. And a question specifically about county employees. They were granted a day off on November third for election day. Uh why why was that decision made? Why give county employees the day as a holiday?
2: Well the, the the right to vote is a very important um it's a very important part of our American uh, process here is so, uh, the, the Board of Supervisors um, on the FY 22 calendar uh, added election day as a day off so it made most sense uh, on a presidential uh, election cycle to also add it um, uh, so once they added on the on the fiscal year 22 calendar or the calendar year 22, um, I spoke to the supervisors and asked them if they would like it also to be on uh, November 3rd of 2020. So it was just a part of making sure that we aligned ourselves with our calendar year 21. Sorry, I think I said 22 earlier, but calendar year 21. Huh. My, my fiscal years and calendar years don't always jive. So what we tried to do is make sure we mirrored the calendar year 21 uh, cycle where the board approved Election Day as a holiday. We took away Columbus Day added Juneteenth, which we did in June of this current year. So I just tried to make it as seamless as possible uh, to ensure that every one of our individuals here in the county government, our employees had the ability to go vote.
1: So with the addition of Juneteenth and the Election Day, but now the removal of Columbus Day, it's only a plus
2: one for additional holidays. Am I understanding that correctly? Well, yeah, Jim. But you know what I'm going to do, since you said plus one, that's the day that I'm going to make you come in. Just one additional day? We're going to make you come in (laughs) in one additional day to ensure that you and I can have a conversation about how the election went. And, Jim, what you didn't, what we need to tell everybody is that, you know, um, the government center will will be open 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through uh, Friday, and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So, again, the government center for voting is 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Our 14 satellites will be open weekdays 1 p.m. to 7 p.m., and then Saturday from 9 a.m., to 5 p.m. So, we have to make sure that people understand the satellites open at 1, not at 8.
1: Right. Okay.
2: And, of course, uh, even with us joking about
1: the holiday, Fairfax, uh, you know, county uh, public safety, every you know, those folks are working. Uh, um, you know, emergency service personnel, those those special type folks are working. Uh, poll workers and volunteers will be working. So, there, there won't be uh, a lack of folks to help you on election day, if you choose to to vote that way as well.
2: And any so employee wondering. that wants to donate their time to help uh, elections on, on election day, I would be most appreciative of that. I will be here. I'll be going to all 14 sites, just making sure that uh, everybody, uh, if they need any help, I'm I'm here for them as well. Please make sure that if you can help, while we have a day off, I would like every employee, if they can to help at at an election site somewhere in their jurisdiction to ensure everybody gets the right to vote. Because there's going to be a lot of people um, trying to vote um, who may not have been able to vote in the past. Uh, We have a lot of senior citizens that are voting. So I just want to make sure we have all hands on deck.
1: Right. And uh, one important thing to remind uh, listeners that if you are in line before the polls close, regardless of what time it is when you get through... Uh, you will be allowed to vote as long as you are in line before that uh, polling location closes for the night. So uh, make sure you're at least in line uh, before the the poll closes. Mr. Hill, as we wrap up here, we have covered a lot of ground with coronavirus and elections. Is there anything else that you wanted to make me uh, make sure I covered in addition to football and basketball? Yeah, I know, but I'm sorry, we (laughs) we didn't have time to get there. Anything else you wanted to... uh, to make sure we uh, talked about before we
2: wrap it up today. Uh, Not really. I just want to say thank you to all the the great staff that we have here in Fairfax County and the support uh, I received from the Board of Supervisors and we received from the Board of Supervisors. You know, um, when you look around the nation, uh, you see a lot of layoffs. Uh, Our board has made sure that everybody is continuously working. Uh, Our board has made sure that the prize grants have gone out to help the economics, um, the community, um, our board has made sure that our residents are taken care of first and foremost. So I just want to say uh, thank you to the employees of Fairfax County. Thank you to the Board of Supervisors. And hopefully we can get through the second wave uh, as a little better than we got through the first wave. And if we are able to do that, um, we can move, we can manage uh, the rest of the way. So let's just hope and pray we can get through uh, the winter months without um, too many bad things happening as a result of uh, COVID. All
1: right. All right, Mr. Hill, happy Halloween, happy fall, stay uh, warm when the, when the weather turns cold and uh, we will look forward to uh, hopefully uh, chatting with you again in November after the elections. And uh, I'm sure we will continue the coronavirus discussion as well as uh, other items of interest to, uh, to residents of Fairfax County going on with the Fairfax County government. So Mr. Hill, thank you for
0: your time today. My absolute pleasure and everybody happy Halloween. This has been the Connect with County Leaders podcast. To listen to other great Fairfax County podcasts, visit fairfaxcounty.gov podcasts. And for additional audio content, tune in to Fairfax County Government Radio at fairfaxcounty.gov radio. For more Fairfax County news and event information, visit News Center online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. You also may call 703-Fairfax, that's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Or email publicaffairs at fairfaxcounty.gov. The Connect with County Leaders podcast is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.